Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Distributor Liability. Today I want to talk about three cases which present three different types of distributor liability under the FCPA. The first is Smith & Nephew. In a deferred prosecution announcement, the, the Department of Justice resolved this matter. The violations revolved around Greek distributors of Smith & Nephew who paid bribes to Greek doctors so they would purchase and use the company's products. Smith & Nephew uh, employees, affiliates, and executives agreed to sell to the Greek distributors at full list price and pay the amount of the distributor discount between 25 and 45 40% to offshore shell companies controlled by the Greek distributor in order to provide an off-the-books funds for the Greek distributor to pay cash incentives and other things of value to publicly employed Greek healthcare providers. Oracle. Oracle got into FCPA hot water because of its Indian subsidiary, which directed uh, its distributor to set up a separate slush fund of monies which could be and were used pay monies to persons unknown. According to the SEC complaint, certain Oracle India employees created extra margins between the end user and distributor price and directed the distributors to hold the extra margins on the side funds. Oracle India's employees made these margins large enough to ensure a side fund existed to pay third parties. At the direction of Oracle India employees, the distributor then made payments out of the side funds to third parties purportedly for marketing and development expenses. 2.2 million in funds were improperly parked with the company's distributors. Lilly. In Brazil, Lilly used the distributor market model to market its drugs to healthcare providers. The discounts that the distributors typically receive from the manufacturer, such as Lilly, obviously are problematic because they create loose money. This is a situation Lilly found itself where it sold drugs to distributors who then resold the products to healthcare providers. It, is the classic, it was the classic distributor model where Lilly sold the drugs to distributors at a discount, then the distributor would resell at a higher price and took their discount as compensation. In early, two, um, early uh, stage, a re request of a Lilly sales manager, the company awarded an unusually high discount to one distributor in a state in Brazil. This distributor used this high discount to fund, uh, create a fund to pay bribes to Brazilian government officials to purchase Lilly drugs. So these three separate bribery schemes call for different but overlapping responses. In the case with Lilly, Lilly's pricing committee approved the discounts without further inquiry. The policies and procedures in place to flag the unusual distributor discounts were deficient. It is the Lilly enforcement action also makes clear the need for internal audit to follow up on ongoing monitoring and auditing. Internal audit can be used to help determine the reasonableness of a commission rate outside an acceptable corporate norm. 
Implementing compliance monitoring and corporate auditing specifically tailored to anti-corruption should be used for the distributor sales model. The Oracle enforcement action demonstrated that Oracle needed to institute proper controls to prevent employees at Oracle India from creating and misusing the parked funds in the distributor's account. The company needed to audit and compare the distributor's margin against the end-user pricing to ensure excess margins were not being built into the pricing structure. Oracle should have sought either greater transparency in dealing with the distributor or audit third-party payments made by the distributor on Oracle's behalf. So what are some of the factors the distributors uh, used by uh, Smith & Nephew were fraudulent and did not have a legitimate business purpose? Well, it's clear that Smith & Nephew did not provide sufficient due diligence on the distributors, nor did they document any due diligence on them. I would note that the distributor was domiciled in a separate location, United Kingdom, um, apart from where they were delivering services, allegedly services, which of course was Greece. This is a clear red flag. Uh, this demonstrates the entities were used for a purpose the company wished to hide from Greek authorities. While it is true a distributor might sell products into a country different than its domicile, if the products were going into a single country, this would have raised and should have raised several red flags. However, the biggest indictment of corruption was the amount of the commission paid. The traditional sales model for a distributor had been to purchase the product, take title, and therefore the risk, and then sell it to the end user. Based on the sales model, there was also a commission structure that is more generous than that accorded to a reseller or a sales agent. It was usually only a negotiator between the OEM and the end user. The difference in taking title risk of loss have led to a cost structure which provides deeper discounts of pricing for distributors than the commission rates paid to resellers or sales agents. These sales structures used by Smith & Nephew, for instance, are between 26 to 40% off the list price. Further, this money was used precisely to pay bribes. All three of these enforcement actions make clear distributors will be treated in the same as any other representative on the sales side. And distributors need to go through the five, same five step life cycle of third-party risk management. Uh, so what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, you have to engage in monitoring and auditing. Number two, you have to perform robust due diligence. And number three, the distributor model gives a discount beyond that given to resellers and sales agents for historical reasons. So you have to be able to justify that within the context of the business relationship. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for joining me for this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program around business ventures. And I hope you will join me for our next episode tomorrow. Podcast series. This podcast series on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.